Movie Hour, episode 96, August 12, 2010. Spoiler alert, the following hour of programming may contain movie plots and swearing. Evening one and all, and welcome to the David Cross All Is Lost Movie Hour. I am Greg Maloney, and I am very, very proud to welcome back to the show, after a two-week hiatus, everyone's boy, Jeff. Welcome back. Hey, thanks. Uh, I'm a little lonely and a little cold out here, but thanks. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, and we also have our Punctuality Award winner, James, here as well. James, welcome back to the show. Perfect attendance, not punctuality. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't won the perfect tennis award yet. You have to go two full years before anyone wins that award. All right, all right. I'm well on yeah. my way. Only yeah, a few more yeah. months. <laughs> yeah, we well, are getting there. Like this is episode 96. People, 96. That's like really. Somebody, that's like somebody's hockey number out there, and that's that's pretty. Uh, 96, that's, Jim. Go. That's six more than what Mike Madonna is going to be wearing for the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, and that's interesting news. Yeah. That's interesting news. I was, I was going to ask you about that, what, what your take was on Mike Madano playing for the Wings. Old people, but, uh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Gather them around. Anybody that can play NHL PA 93 and, and have on a, the Detroit Red Wings hockey team. I'm pretty sure he was on the All-Star team in 94. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, as you may have noticed, Jeff sounds a little weird, still sounds a little weird, even though he's back in the studio. That's because he's being punished because he's a bad boy, for stealing my sandwich from the refrigerator in the cafeteria for the last time, and he's been banished to the broom closet. So uh, It was worth it. <laughs> what kind of sandwich? Oh, you have to put so much goddamn mayo on there. It's disgusting. <laughs> I think you're mistaking mayo for mustard. I don't like mayo. And uh, it it's a delicious, delicious club sandwich. And uh Somebody I just, put mayo on there. <laughs> I don't know if it was you or maybe maybe I put it on there as like protection in between when I couldn't eat it, so no one else would eat you it. Fell for the decoy sandwich. Yeah, that's the decoy <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> it was, uh, Sucker. Yeah. So <laughs> Jeff will be uh, living out the rest of this episode inside the closet and will not be able to. Uh, take part in the banquet and all the other extra perks we have out here in the studio. The Jim after party, you know. Yeah, the, the, the weekly events. <laughs> he can't be there for any of that. After parties are, you know what, listen, you guys have fun at the after party without me because I make those parties. Who's right. going to dance on the table if I'm not there? Right, right. Billy's a pretty, Fight Billy's coming pretty, pretty clutch here, man. Billy, uh, intern Billy's going to do a very good job, very good job recently. Tell you, um, I, of all the interns we've ever had, and we've had some interns, Billy's my favorite, and I'm going to tell you guys why. Uh, I woke up in the back of Billy's car uh, on the way back from someplace in the, I think the Sierra Nevada. He, he drove me all the way back to Michigan, and I asked him what he was doing. He, he said, I'm the new intern. Greg and Jim asked me to drive you back. I don't know what the hell happened, but I'm a little disappointed in you guys for not coming out yourselves, but that Billy, he's, uh, he's okay in my book. <laughs> we have a lot of things to do, Jeff. We can't, we can't just stop what we're doing and drive out to, I don't even know where it was either. It was somewhere in Colorado, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we can't, we can't do that. I don't have that kind of time. Uh, Billy is an extension of ourselves, though. He does a great job. And uh, he's here today, so uh, I'm happy. Happy he could stand awesome. up. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and we're just Great paying app. him in college credits. So it's not like before, you know, 
<laughs> Before we jump it. into the Hollywood Hoopla and the rest of the podcast, I have a couple couple keynotes. Firstly, I wanted to thank Michelle for stepping in last week. She did a terrific job, and uh, by now I think she's landed safely in Colorado uh, at this point. And uh, she uh, did. Yeah, she, she did many great works while she was here in the studio, and she'll be missed. She'll be missed. And, yeah, it's uh, nice having her in. And I think out of respect for Michelle, we might, uh, for now on, refer to Johnny Depp as Michelle's boy. Johnny Johnny Depp, Michelle's boy. That's going to be... Can we're going to say that a lot. Approval? Can we put seal of approval on Michelle? I <laughs> say so. <laughs> uh, if there were a movie called Michelle, only, only if. Um, the other thing, which actually, th- I was going to mention this last week and completely skipped over it, completely forgot about it. We never brought up Jim's quiz theme from two weeks ago when uh, I uh, beat horror resident horror expert uh, Jim P. And... I forget like some of the names. I know Sigourney Weaver, Bill Paxton, uh, Rabisi, Giovanna Rabisi. Do you remember any others? There were a Arnie couple others in there. Yeah, Arnie was in there. Arnie sort of throws a little curveball at you, but uh, the theme ended up being that all those people were involved in James Cameron films. So if you hadn't figured it out by now, or if you were wondering, I don't think we mentioned it on the boards. Yes. Uh, so, so if you're playing along at home. Good, congratulations. We'll send you a copy of the, the home game. Right. And this, I really like this. this. Mention it. I didn't get to mention it, but when uh, when you were going through your Paul Newman cues, I was just, I was in the plane on the back uh, from uh, wherever I was supposed to be. It just, just almost losing my mind. Like, Paul Newman, Paul fucking Newman, Paul Newman. Like, and, and uh, yeah, so I, I knew that it was Paul Newman, even though they didn't. And so well, I understand you're not you're, You don't mean Paul Newman. You mean, um, now I can't even think of his name. Are you talking about you're Chuck Huston? Oh, Chuck Huston. Oh, sorry, Chuck Huston. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Quinn Eastwood. No, yeah. Yeah. Chuck Huston. So old guy. Paul Newman. So the old guy, you know who I'm talking about. He's old, whatever. Yeah, we we did chat yeah. question, but uh, I do, I think the themes are really cool, and uh, I'm sure somebody out there was dying to know what it was, so I wanted to make sure to mention that. Um, and yeah, moving on, moving on with the rest of the podcast. Uh, it is sort of a truncated episode today. It's sort of short, sort of sort of hyphenated because Jeff Jeff's in timeout right now, and we can't. Greg keep has him no there energy because he had no sandwich to eat. Yeah, we can't keep him in there forever because he could die. So we got we got to make sure we keep it moving right along. Uh, and that brings it's us to so cold. <laughs> and that brings us to the Holly Hunters Hollywood Hoopla, where we bring you the favorite, the best, the coolest, the most interesting Hollywood movie news. It's the coolest or whatever I just happened to pick out from the internet. Uh, this weekend's theatrical releases provides a perfect storm. That's right. I'm gonna like use movie references in my. In my descriptions, uh, perfect storm That's for movie great goodness. Yeah, on the on the one end you have Stallone's Expendables coming out, and on the other end you have Eat, Pray, and Love, and somewhere in between there lies Scott Pilgrim versus the World. So, my question to you guys: When these three clash in theaters this weekend, who's going to win out? Who's going to come out on top? Jeff, you're the numbers guy. Uh, Inception? Is that still out? <laughs> Inception actually lost to the other guys this weekend. So if it happens to come back and beat those, I would be I would be impressed. That might be the first time in Rare history. Rare feet. Rare feet. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, I, uh, if I had to pick one out of those three to do the most dollars, it would have to be Eat, Pray, Love just because. Julia Roberts attached. Is that, and you've got uh, Jim's boy, James Franco. We didn't bring him up before. That is Jim's boy, isn't I, it? I, 
feel like James. Yeah, we think sure, right? Yeah, I like him. <laughs> I thought he was. I'm sorry. I thought he was. Um, there's a uh, Billy Crudup's in it, and a couple, a couple others, and the guy, the, the show, the guy, friend of the show, friend of the show, friend of the show, Billy Crudup. <laughs> of course, of course. Sit down, shut up. Um, the other uh, Washman guys in there too. That's from the Losers and all those other 500 films that he's been in the last month. Um, that's not the Billy Crudup. Crudup. Not Billy Crudup. The other one. The other one. Oh. Uh, anyhow. You think you think he pray and love's gonna come out? Jim, what do you think? You're not the numbers guy, but uh, you are the punctuality award winner. Man, yeah, this is rough. I think overall, like long term, E pray love's gonna win, but I don't think it's gonna win the weekend. But I don't know whether or not to go with Uber testosterone movie or Uber nerd movie. I think I'm gonna go with Uber nerd movie for the for the weekend. And that, keep in mind that none of these movies have vampires in them. So, That's true. Or werewolves, I don't think. I mean, the teens have got to be doing something, right? Yeah. So they're going to Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> you got you to gotta mobilize your base here, people. Where are the vampires? Uh, yeah, actually, I think you're right. I think, I think the teens, tweens, and their parents are going to be throwing in for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I think it's going to take over. Yeah, And I, I know it's sort of I like comic book origin. going to have the better legs. Is though. there a chance that Michael Sarah's career is going to have peaked and come back down to the level that it was at when he originally did Arrested Development by the time the movie comes out? <laughs> That's what they're waiting for. <laughs> uh, they don't need no kid with an ego. Considering the movie is going to take a billion years to come out if it does... Um, I just read some stupid news. They were talking about like Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston have a movie coming out, or uh, oh, what is it? Uh, anyhow, they were both commenting about how they would like to have the other, like, oh, Jennifer Aniston would be great for this role in the rest of development movie that's going to show up, and her saying, oh, I'd love to work with Jason Bateman in the rest of development movie. Just thinking, and man, rumors start flying. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just. <laughs> like... <laughs> you know what that means? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> eh, eh? yeah. Uh... It's, it's going to be an interesting weekend. I will be – there is a Gunga Pit uh, drunken feature is going to be the Expendables this Sunday. So I will be putting some hard-earned dollars that direction. But even with my money and uh, all the people that are coming with us money, I think Scott Pilgrim vs. the World will still, still probably take the weekend. I got 50 bucks says Jessica shows up in People Magazine within the next 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. It's possible. Uh, on to the next topic. Director Matthew Vaughn thinks that the sun is setting on superhero movies. So sad. Vaughn is known for directing Kick-Ass and soon-to-be X-Men Origins First Class. He said he might only have two or three more opportunities to take much, take such a film on... Eh, I can't even talk. Make such a film until the audience grows tired of it. People tired of superhero movies? Say it ain't so. Guys, I, I want to apologize. I just realized that Jennifer Aniston's first name is Jennifer and yeah. not... Yeah. So, <laughs> I didn't know if you were adding a third person in there, so I didn't really want to bring it up. But Jenna, Je- Jenna, Jenison, Bate, Jenison. <laughs> Shit! God damn it, Jeff! I don't know if you can hear us in the broom closet. I don't know if you can hear us in the broom closet, but we're talking about uh, director Matthew Vaughn and superhero movies now. So, didn't know if you knew that. Shit! <laughs> Falling apart here, guys. <sighs> It's the oxygen level. Don't worry. You'll be okay. Jim, what do you think? Um, You know, I don't know that the superhero movies on the downturn. I think it all just depends on the hero. I think... Well, you do. I mean, the, I think the more outrageous the superhero, the, the worse chance it has to do well. I mean, 
kind of like a Batman Superman relationship, even though Superman did moderately well. I think people like the Batman movies more just because, I mean, the hero's basically a guy with money and has a little bit of, you know, fighting training. Where so we all can relate because we're all. That and the villains are deadly to him, whereas Superman, the guy's untouchable, basically, so it's hard to create drama. F- unless they have kryptonite. Yes, unless they have kryptonite. So I, I think if you stick with heroes that, you know, have, you know, some definite weaknesses, like, I don't know, the Hulk never really appealed to me just because the guy was, you know, strongest thing ever, whereas Spider-Man was, you know, some kid that, you know, happened to have some powers. So I, I think it really depends on the hero there. So the more flawed, the more interesting the movie? Yeah. I mean, Avengers, I, I'm not real pumped for the Avengers just because there's going to be a gazillion of them. How are you going to put a gazillion of things up against them to make it, I don't know, challenging for them, I guess? They don't need a gazillion. What if it's aliens? What if it's, what if it's aliens? <laughs> it, that, then we have something to talk about. But I'll, so let me, let me ask. an alien, right? So there you go. The let me ask you. Superhero. <laughs> let me ask you this then. Um Hellboy isn't very, like, he's pretty indestructible, but he's, I thought those were interesting movies. Like, I, I think I agree with you. It's just, then I thought of Hellboy, and I thought, he's not very, he's in, he's hard to kill. He's impossible to kill. Yeah, but he's I like flawed, the him more, he to... more for the, uh, the comedy's sake. Right. Well, there's, the giant, I think, uh, struggle with him is trying to figure out, like, what world he belongs to. Right. Too. Like, he has mm-hmm. his own struggle of that, even though... You know, he's pretty much indestructible, but he's still got that problem. Right. Um, which kind of uh, the X-Men have going for it a little bit, too. Which is what which is what Superman is. Like, Superman is trying to figure out where he belongs. And that's the heart touch. The, you know, that's where the heart goes, you know. And it, it hurts right here. Right here, guys. That's that's You can't see this, but I'm touching my chest where my heart oh, is. I, I, see think it. I, I think my heart is you here. You can't see me, but I'm touching my balls. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, like... Coming up, there are going to be a slew of superhero movies coming out, so it'll be interesting if people survive it, but I don't see people getting sick of superhero movies like Matthew Vaughn thinks is going to happen. Um, and I, I'll tell you one thing, Hollywood will not be sick of making superhero movies. What an idiot. Oh, that guy's a moron. They're, they're going to have crossovers with like Transformers and stuff soon anyway, I'm sure. That'll be awesome. That will be fantastic. Uh, that does it for the Hollywood Hoopla. We are now moving on to the movie reviews, which... I believe we just have one that Jeff was going to enlighten us, uh, enlighten us with. I went and um, I went and saw the uh, the other guys with uh, with Marky Mark and Will Ferrell. The um, other guys it was Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Didn't you just didn't you say something about how you weren't going to see this movie like last week? Something about so. how you hate Will Ferrell. Like no chance in hell you'd see it. Blah 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 blah. I don't. I don't think I would have said anything like that. That's, I don't. I don't have a big problem with. Like, I swear, I just, I, 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 I just listened to something about this. Hold on, I, let me. Yeah, here, let's play it. Mark Wahlberg's pretty funny though, and um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm definitely not going to go see this movie. I, I, I will tell you that there's a zero point zero percent chance of me getting to the theater to see this movie. You sure that was me? Uh, yeah, it's time stamped. You cannot argue with the time stamp, Jeff. I'm pretty sure that was you. Um, I don't know if you remember. You did sound. You sounded a little. Uh, uh, I don't know. A little free willed that night, so a little off the hook. I don't know where you were, but uh, you definitely yeah. know that was you. Listen, my friend Chuck and I. Actually, that's who I went and saw the movie. My my friend Chuck and I. Uh, we we were on some pretty 
heavy depressants at that time. I don't remember a whole lot for that week or so. That that period of time is a little blurry for me. Um, but why uh, you remember the movie? Great yeah, no, the movie was good, Chuck, and I. Uh, you know, we we got a big kick out of it. That's that's fantastic. What did uh? So, can you give us a little bit of a little bit of the rundown here? A little little synopsis. It's about if you, if you watch the trailers, you know, it's about a couple of cops that aren't uh, terribly effective. Um, Will Ferrell plays like an accountant type cop who's kind of uh, he, he's sort of married to the desk, I guess you could say. He he, he doesn't really like to get out in the field and. Um, you find out in the course of the movie that the reason that Marky Mark has been teamed up with him is because uh, they're New York cops and because he accidentally shot Derek Jeter and cost the Yankees the World Series. So um, he's uh, it, so nobody likes him, and it, it's really hurting his career, but he's actually a fantastic cop. And um, so it's, it's the story of these two trying to replace uh, two super cops uh, played by Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Is it Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, yeah you nailed it, big guy. All right. It's <laughs> the so first time I've gotten a name like far, so I'm pretty happy about that. He was a wrestler. Um, yeah, he was a wrestler. <laughs> and uh, I think they were one of my favorite parts of the movie, actually. They play like. Like the movie opens with them, and it's sort of like this homage, like campy, like vigilante cop movies, and like how ridiculous that whole thing is. They're like super cops, and uh, but uh, so th- yeah, they're they're trying to replace them as sort of like the head cops. Also, um, the guy I think his name is Rod Riggle. Is that right? He used to be in the Daily Show. He was in the yep. Hangover. He's like a huge guy. Very funny. He's got a very small part in this, but I've always thought he was hilarious, and I really got a kick out of him in this. Um, so they're sort of like the rival cops and it's just sort of the, the story of them at being stupid cops and everything. And it's pretty funny. I, uh, there were a lot of little laughs in it, which leads me to believe that it'd be worth another watch when it comes out. There weren't like the huge, like giant hilarious jokes. There were a lot of smaller jokes. The so, one I, the one I really I, liked. I ended up seeing the movie also. Uh, and the, the two things I want to mention, um, there was one joke, which was right up my alley about, uh, cause Will Ferrell owns like a conservative Prius, I guess conservative wouldn't be the, the word, but a, a Prius car. And there, at some point, everyone in the, everyone at the department's making fun of him and it gets stolen and it disappears. And then one of the cops calls in like over the radio saying, Hey, we found your car, your car. We caught it trying to vote for Ralph Nader or something like that. Uh, yeah, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Got it trying to vote for Nader. That was really good. Um, but uh, yeah, and the Rob Riggle thing I want to mention. Uh, Will Ferrell was on The Daily Show promoting the movie, and they started just him and John Stewart just started making fun of Rob Riggle, like talking about how he's just like a giant child and how he doesn't know how to do anything. <laughs> And just making jokes about it with him, like sitting right in like the front row in the audience. They like brought him out and had him like sit there, and so they're just making fun of him constantly. And then he just comes up and starts talking to him a little bit, and then walks off. It's sort of it was a funny bit, but Rob Riggle's yeah, Rob Riggle's yeah, yeah, and uh, he's yeah, he's one of those comedians that's not afraid just to degrade himself, and yeah, he's a pretty funny guy. Um, but yeah, I was I was pretty happy with it. I thought uh. Uh, this is Michael Keaton's 
comeback, baby. Michael Keaton did an all right job in this. This could be it. This could be a springboard to bigger things. Uh, Decent sized <laughs> role, or not? Really? He was very, very funny in this. Yeah, um, he had a he had a decent size. He's the, he's the captain of the the police department, so you get to see him a lot of uh, a lot of like, hey, you you know, you guys have to get in line, do this. You guys are doing things wrong. So he, I don't know. He's probably got I don't know. Ten minutes of screen time or something, gotcha. maybe, maybe more. And was uh, Will Ferrell in full Will Ferrell yeah. mode or? Yeah, yeah. Will Ferrell was his, was his regular. Mark Wahlberg did. He was he was very funny. I thought was he? like I thought he was uh, reaching back a little bit to the I Heart Huckabee's thing, where he just talks in that excited tone over and over again and then when he wasn't doing that he was just being pissed off the entire time which was he actually worked out pretty well um I actually felt like some of the scenes i don't know if they just weren't written properly for him but some of the scenes where he was trying to be serious and came off as really bad acting <laughs> it's possible i probably just took it for man that's hilarious tongue-in-cheek funny but yeah it could have been it could have been bad acting for sure um yeah, I don't know. I do love Marky Mark, though. I really like he's, – he's, he's a really good actor. I don't know where I want to uh, – I don't know where I want to re- recommend this, like in terms of what's out right now. I'm trying to think if I would recommend this or Dinner for Schmucks more. Um, I think this I think this would beat Dinner for Schmucks for me, putting it head-to-head. Um, even if you're not a Will Ferrell fan, if you are a Will Ferrell fan, definitely see this. If you're a Steve Carell fan and a Will Ferrell fan, God help you because I don't know what you're going to do. But, uh, see, I, I like Steve Carell. I like Steve Carell, I think, better than I like Will Ferrell. I know better than I like Will Ferrell. And I didn't see Dinner for Schmucks. But from everything I've heard about it, I was actually relatively impressed with this movie. Uh, and, I mean, so I guess I don't really have any bearing here. But right. I, I kind of like this movie despite not really liking Will Ferrell. Um, also, I want to mention, uh, we just got, got word. The movie that Jennifer Aston and Jason Bateman's in called The Switch comes out August 20th, by the way. Just a little heads up. Yeah. What's up about that? Wait. One yeah. uh, final question. Uh, Bobby Cannavale is in it, or Cannavale. He's the uh, guy from Station Agent. Was he, he any is. sort of role? Whatsoever? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He's um, he's, very very small. Yeah, role. he's like okay. not. If you were to take the like amount of important characters in the precinct and his in the police department, he was like the eighth most important. Gotcha. And, in in the precinct, yeah, right. not in yeah. the movie. In the precinct, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In in their little cop. Oh. The bad guy in this, the bad guy in this, it was driving me crazy what he was from. He was from uh, the HBO show Rome and the uh, the movie um, Punisher, not the Tom Jean, John Travolta abortion, but the new one that nobody saw. Interesting. Oh, I didn't recognize guy. him at all. Yeah, big guy, yeah. yeah. Steve Coogan also plays like a pseudo bad guy in this, who's actually, he does a pretty good job, too. He's... When he like any line that he had that was supposed to be funny was fucking hilarious. So <laughs> he took what he had and made it great. Uh, yeah, he did have very few lines that that were meant to be uh, comedy. But yeah, anyhow, um, that, those are my recommendations in terms of go go see it versus dinner for schmucks. And I would probably go see some other movie if you're just looking for a movie in general. But uh, yeah, uh, very, very. I'm happy you and you and uh, Chuck were able to. Hang out. I, can't, I cannot wait. He wants to guest star on the show. I don't know yeah. if you guys. I mean, I, he's not. He's not. He's more a TV star now than movies. But I think right. we would like to have him. 
Right. He might have to clean up a little bit before we let him in the studio, too. No no joke aside. You know, so he beat up a hooker and tried to stab his wife. That all happened like two years ago. Can't we forgive and forget? Ow. My stomach hurts from laughing. Ow. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Jeff and uh, Chuck's new romance together, uh, that brings us to our Parker Posey play along from last week. Um, Michelle, actually, uh, who had guest starred last week, had uh, brought up the Parker Posey, and the question was, um, in the age of the bromance, what recent on-screen couple has had the best romantic chemistry? And then she sort of imposed the rule of in the last 10 years, because we want something recent. We don't want to go classic or anything like that. And uh, I must admit, I struggled on the show when I was trying to answer it. I ended up uh, coming up with Crazy Horse. I really did like Jeff's last heart, minute crazy heart. of Lost. Crazy Heart, sorry. Crazy Horse is not that. Um, and I did like Jeff's last-minute answer of uh, Lost in Translation, which we didn't discuss that much. But um, pretty. that's also 2003, so it was sort of pushing it. Uh, from the boards, I was actually – I hadn't heard of the James Franco, Sylvia Miles, uh, Tristan and Isolde uh, movie that KPW picked out. But I do, I do like uh, how Jim P. gave a shout-out for uh, Pride and Prejudice also – which gives two votes well, for that. Real that men like Jane Austen, which is <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, it gives two votes to uh, Michelle's answer. So I I'd just like Michelle. to say that two people answered this question for me better than I did. So, right, because five hundred oh, days yeah. of summer was perfect for me, and so was that, once. That was, a, that was a good answer. That yeah. was a really good answer. And it should have been and mine. J Caddy Eleven came in with Samwise Gamgee and Frodo Baggins, which was always always a, always a hoot. He's always a hoot. Funny guy, wow. humor. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the Parker Posey play along. Always bring it to gungapit.com and uh, the movie our page on Facebook. You can find it there. Answer the question. We'll talk about it. Bring it up next week, etc., etc. Jeff, you are our next. It's been a while, Jeff. This is like four weeks since the last time you had a Parker Posey. I'm pretty sure it's actually Jim's turn. Yeah, it's my turn, but that's cool. Jesus, it's Jim's turn. Wow. Okay. Fine, fine, Jim. Go. If you want to skip me, that's fine. Because I had oh. nothing prepared. No, oh, that's nothing fine. <laughs> Just because Jeff comes waltzing back in the studio, you got to cater to him. Is that how we're playing? Get kicked right back out of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, Jim. Jim, what you got? Um, my Parker Posey question kind of is inspired by the summer months, and uh, I'm, oh, a, I'm a big traveling person, so I like to see the sights, and I've gone out west a lot. So uh, my my question for you today is, what four faces would you put on America's Mount Rushmore of cinema? What the hell? Are you serious? Yep. That's a great question. You're going to have to give us a few minutes, though. So, yeah, and I'll I'll talk a little bit on my choices. And I actually hold struggled. On, hold on. I got a question. Really? Weird. Okay. Are we, We're talking specific people in the biz or characters? Uh, people. Okay. All right. See? Was that not a valid question? Not a valid question. It was a decent question, I guess. All right. All right. So so we're talking throughout the history of cinema, or we're talking about, like, people that we liked in the last 20 years, like like the movies that we're into? Um, I'm talking – mine's kind of historic. Mine's got some history. Mine's got a little mixture, actually. People I like, a little bit of historic reference – People that represent Americana, you know, that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm kind question. of all over the board. So however now, you want to place it. Are we replacing Mount Rushmore with these people? This is important. 
Um, that's not important. That's not that's important a at all. Question. This is very okay. So it's going to be somewhere else, like in Vegas, with a okay. All right. So. No, it's it's supposed to be a monument that people you know go to see that that represents our. It's in cinema. South Dakota, okay. It's in South Dakota. All right. I, <laughs> all right. They'll be across from them, and they'll be looking at each other. Okay. That's okay. That all right. All right. So um, my first choice would be someone that I definitely do enjoy and uh, also has had great success and I'm um, I've gone with a director and it's uh, Steven Spielberg um, he's done everything from creature features heroic adventure films sci-fi epics heavy dramas even arguably the greatest war movie ever and he even wrote poltergeist and goonies which I didn't really know at least story credit wise but uh, yeah I just think he's just Hit it all, done it really well, and I think he represents American cinema really well. Um, my second choice um, is actually an actress, uh, Meryl Streep. Uh, I think she's an actress of great Streep. range, endless accents, and honestly, I, I really don't even know her filmography all that well, but I already know that she's the best there is, so I think she deserves to be up there. And she does stuff like goofy stuff like, you know, the Julie and Julia or... Pro, you know, the Devil Wears Prada, or you know, the heavy dramas, also like you know, Sophie's Station. Choice, Kramer versus Kramer, out of Africa. Which one? Oh, an adaptation. adaptation. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Emerald Streep is my second choice. Um, my third choice is a little bit more historic, and it's the man who invented the suspenseful thriller, Mr. Alfred Hitchcock. Um, and the thing that makes him... Sorry, I dropped that off my list. <laughs> um, this is an impossible question, by the way. It's impossible. How is it impossible? You have everybody in the world to pick from, but you can't think of four people. I can think of four people. It's just it's going to be so off the wall. Continue. So continue. anyway, uh, he's one of the most influential uh, influential directors ever, and he's already got a super famous silhouette, so he's perfect for the the monument. Um, the fourth pick, I had a hard time with. I I really wanted to pick a comedian of some sort, but and I was really close to picking someone, and I won't say his that name. That going to pick. Yeah, <laughs> but I ended up go- <laughs> I ended up picking Martin Scorsese. So I'm going with Scorsese. He, he perfected the crime drama with Goodfellas, Casino, and Departed. I was a little torn because he seems to be pigeonholed a lot, but he does have a few departures like Last Detention of Christ or Aviator, Color of Money. But I think just the fact that he's just this really well-known New Yorker just adds to the Americana aspect of it. He represents America in that way, I guess. I always, I don't know, I always pictured him as more of a New Yorker than Mr. Woody Allen, so I don't know. Just me, I guess. So those would be my four choices, Scorsese, Streep, Spielberg, and Hitchcock. And you took two of mine already. So you ended up with three directors. Yeah, I only ended up with one actress or actor. I didn't even end up with a snuck in, Snuck in one one risky one and three three classics in there. Really pussy. That's, yeah, I got it. All right, thank you. Uh, so I come up with a fourth one now. I I I I also had Hitchcock and Scorsese in mine, and now now I've got to now I've got to rethink some shit. I have to take your poor um, man Spielberg and pick Lucas. And what else? Did we ever like okay, ever well, make now a? to erase another one. You act fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Did we ever make a Parker Posey rule, or is it just kind of an understood rule not to you know? Use something that someone has right, not, not, to, not to say this person's thing. We, we can't agree right, on the show, well, damn it. Right, well, what's the fun in that? Exactly. Right, Sorry. Well, no George Lucas. 
I was actually saying you. I don't want George Lucas. You can have him. He's yours. He can be on your mouth. Right, I don't want him. Then I'll, then I'll take him. Fine. Good. I really don't know. I off the top of my head, Cohen brothers came to mind, and it'd be cool to have brothers on there. Like, oh yeah, they're brothers, and they're and maybe I'll put them on opposite sides too, like the left and the far right. So that, that would, would take cool. up two slots for you. Basically. Yeah, that would take up two slots, and they're fucking genius. They've they've had some missteps in my in my uh, opinion, but I think they're genius. And yeah, they've got you know a decent history built up too. It's not like they're yeah they've been around. It's not the like they just showed up. Yeah, it's not like they just, they're not they're not like Joss Whedon or anything like that where they're new to new to the new to the streets here. And he's been around for a little while like, in terms of TV. But anyhow, um. Oh, Val Kilmer came to mind just because, you know, it's sort of like in this situation, it's like an in-memoriam of Val Kilmer because now it's... <laughs> Not that. <laughs> he can be the Lincoln Memorial. He'll just be on a big chair. Right, right. <laughs> it's like in, mem- in memoriam of what Val Kilmer used to be and what he used to represent. Um, like flowing locks, like long as <laughs> never were in real life. Big floating lot, <laughs> pointing off idea. in the distance on a horse or something. Oh, that's a very good idea. Um, I'm going to leave the one person, the one comedian that Jeff's going to pick because Jeff needs it. Jeff needs that, and because uh, I, I I respect other people's other people's feelings, unlike Jeff and my sandwiches. Anyhow, so you got um, Cohen Brothers. And you're using Val, yeah, or you're Val not using Val. Or, okay, you are using Val. Yeah, and I also, and I also like I don't, Jeff might pick Wes. I might, I might leave Wes out there for Jeff. Also, uh, take Wes. I, I love Wes. I love Wes. Right. Well, I've got the Coen Brothers already, and like you probably want to sneak someone classic in there, but it's not really anything coming to coming to mind right now. Um, man, so tough. Throwing a female like Jim did, nice little uh, PC choice. Uh, don't really feel like doing that either. Unfortunately, uh, they're useless. If that's George, Michelle, George, George <laughs> Clooney comes. George Clooney comes to mind now that I'm thinking about Coen Brothers films. But I, uh, never. That's another. That's another up Jeff's Jeff's alley more than mine. Um, Jeff, do you have yours picked out and give Craig time for his fourth? I do, and I'm not, I'm not totally happy with it, but um, this is, I'll tell you what I got. Okay, go for it. I got uh, Bill Murray is the first one I wrote down, and not just at, well, yeah, because I have a man crush on him. But um, also, I think that his um, his ability to be very—I think he's an excellent actor. Like, and his ability to make people laugh in his early career and make people laugh in his late career while doing more serious work um, is, is is pretty impressive. And he's kind of been an icon of of Hollywood to some level, or to some extent, anyway. For a good like almost probably about thirty years now, so that's that's a pretty good run. Yeah. And I can't speak too much to you know, like I would like to I would like to throw out a lot of early names, but I just I'm not that into old movies. Like I I don't want to I don't want to pretend like I am for this particular you know just for this occasion. Right. It's the same reason right. that I left. Um, what's his name? Altman, uh, the the director, who's fantastic. Bob, I've seen yeah, a couple Bob of Altman. Movies. But I just don't, I don't know well enough to to really know like you know to really be able to comment on that. So um, he was definitely one that I thought about. Honorable mention, um, George Lucas. I'll take because you know what, fuck it, dude. Like as much as we might hate that guy for all of his crimes against humanity, that guy that guy did some pretty impressive stuff when he was good. 
Uh, I don't want to get into it too much, but you know, everybody has seen Star Wars and Indiana yeah. Jones. Everyone and knows his it, credentials. To, to add to that, he's one of those. I forget like what they're calling their little group, but uh, the billionaire, millionaire people that are donating more than half of their wealth to good causes. He's joined on to that, so I don't know if you. That's goddamn impressive. Yeah, he's even bubbling. He's a guy that is, uh, despite his aimly raping of his own franchise. We were just talking about that too because. He just released the like the new Star Wars DVDs are released with a bonus DVD that have the original theatrical release, like not the ones that have been edited in any way. And uh, we Which were talking he said about he how... would never do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, right. Right. Anyway. continue, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Paul Newman was my third choice. Yeah, um, he was on again, my short list. The, the the statesman of Hollywood, who throughout his entire career just got better and better. And uh, another fantastic human being uh, used his fame and his money uh, for causes that he thought were worthwhile. And, uh, you know, God bless that guy for, for everything he did in Hollywood and outside of it. So, uh, yeah, Paul Newman, because what a, what an awesome guy and fantastic actor, unmatched. He's the Meryl Streep of men. Um, <laughs> That's actually I pretty good. That I, I figured that I wouldn't. Uh, I, I, it wouldn't be complete without me putting somebody completely avant-garde on there. And uh, since I decided to leave Wes Anderson for Greg, I think Jim Jarmusch, um, the director of such films as Dead Man and Broken Flowers and um, Coffee and Cigarettes. Yeah, I was gonna say Coffee and Cigarettes is the only one I knew knew he did. Continue. Uh, um, and a few others that are very good. I mean, the guy, the guys. He's he's a little he's a lot weird, um, but he he makes some really good avant-garde movies or slightly avant-garde. I think they're they're mainstream enough, and um, I think uh, that, that somebody like that belongs on there. And I'm sure there are better ones that, oh, over the years that that I've missed. But in our age, I think he's one of the best. And again, I, I just I'm not into old movies enough that I would pick anybody else uh that having been said hitchcock definitely was on there before he was but <laughs> right right yeah there are a lot of classic people you can throw on there and i'm actually surprised james that you didn't pick uh james cameron because i know james cameron's always been uh been your boy and i know there's more wood <laughs> yeah i definitely do like james cameron but i don't think he deserves to be at a mountaintop he might think that but yeah i don't <laughs> Uh, well, everyone I picked deserves to be on a mountaintop, that's for sure. And for my fourth, I'm sort of, uh, I wouldn't say I'm selling out, but I immediately thought of my, my personal boy, Ed Harris, and uh, I would throw him on to, to mix things up a bit. So um, now I've got <laughs> Ed Harris, who's done, he's done the villain, he's done the hero, he's done milk money, and, and the, the sculptors will be happy. <laughs> everything in between. <laughs> The sculptors will be happy because they won't have to do hair. So that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got a little little. He's got he's played with some wigs a couple times, but yeah, he's got a little little, yeah. little flow going. Yeah. Um, I, I was really close to putting Bert, uh, Bill Murray on there and Paul Newman. They were on my short list. I also had Jack Lemmon on my short list too. Speaking of Ed Harris, oh, Jack Lemmon, we just you know what? I've actually I've got just this is so fast that I that I, I have to add it in there. Um, Bill Murray uh, recently, in the same article, in, in fact, that he was quoted as uh, talking about um, Garfield and why he made that decision that we talked about uh, a few weeks ago. And that, in that very same article, uh, he, he talked about a rumor that's been going around about him, which just makes me fall even more in love with him. And the, the rumor is that in New York City, where he lives, there have been reports of people saying that 
someone came up behind them, put their hands over over that person's eye, and said, guess who? And when they turned around and looked, Bill Murray was standing there in all of his six-foot-five glory, or however tall he is, saying, "You will, no one will ever believe you, and then walking away. <laughs> so did he... In this article, he was... In this article, he was asked about this, and he said something, and I wish I had it in front of me. I don't. Um, people can look it up, and maybe we'll post it if we, if we get the chance. Um, it's something along the lines of, yeah, it's so weird. It's just unnatural and strange. <laughs> <laughs> he, either, he either confirms or denies. He just yeah. says it's unnatural and strange. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, that is funny. Um so, yeah, a, a terrific question. Uh, I'm ending up, so I've got Cohen Brother left and right, Val Kilmer in some sweet, <laughs> long, curly locks or something, and Ed Harris right next to him. I think I've got a pretty good mountain here. I think people would show up. I think it would sell tickets, maybe. That would sell tickets. Um, too bad we don't ha- I should have just put, like, Edward Pattinson or whatever. Ed Pattinson. What is that guy's fucking? Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I was, I was Team Edward Ed. Pattinson. Yeah, Team Ed, Ed and Edward. But, yeah. Robert being character, Edward. Yeah, anyhow. Uh, yeah, a uh, question will be at the boards, gungapit.com. I think it's a fantastic question. I guess, James, you could uh, say it one more time for uh, prudency's sake. Uh, sure, yeah. What uh, what four faces would you put on America's Mount Rushmore of cinema? Yeah, and they've got to be real people, not yes. characters. Quick trivia question. Which four presidents are on Mount Rushmore? Reagan, Abraham... <laughs> Uh, Reagan's up there? I don't no, think that's no, right. No, no. I, sorry, wrong. when I said Reagan, I meant FDR. <laughs> I was going to say Roosevelt, then I said Reagan. Very similar point of view. I understand where you're coming from. You had you had the New Deal versus the the uh, contraction of federal government. Yeah, that's that a very, very similar I'm point serious. of view. I'm serious. That's uh, not FDR. It's Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, whatever. Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> the other one. Uh, it's, I believe it's Teddy, Jefferson, Washington, and Lincoln. God damn it. I think that sounds right. I, I, I believe that. I've been there. I've been there, there, but I, it's I don't, a giant tourist trap. I'm just not sure about Jefferson. I just don't know. Yeah, out of all the monuments, that one is the biggest tourist trap, by the way. Yeah, it was pretty silly. Um, did you go to the Crazy Horse thing when you were in that area? I did. Yeah, stupid Crazy Horse? I did. That thing is, if they finish that thing, it's going to be fucking badass. <laughs> finish, what they've yeah. got done right now is... You can you can north. see it from there, can't you? From uh, uh, It's within... I don't think you can see it, but it's within, like... Seven minute drive or something like that. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's officially time to end the podcast. I think it's 102 degrees now in the studio. Oh, you and Jeff's running out of oxygen. He just doesn't know it. He's getting more and more silly. Having a great time. <laughs> Try to keep your energy level down, Jeff. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> Uh, James and Jeff, it's good to have everybody uh, back in the studio, or at least partly in the studio, as a, as a whole unit once again. Thank you for the input. Yeah, no problem, and I uh, hope everyone enjoyed. Thanks for tuning in, and we may or may not be doing one next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we we uh, are all sort of going out to take care of uh, some, some movie business, as it were, and uh, as it will be, I guess would be the way to say it. And we may not be releasing a podcast next week. We might be doing one on the road. We're going to see if we can get the interns with the equipment out there, but it's going to be, it's up in the air. So if you don't catch us next week, we'll see you two weeks from now. Uh, but yeah, that is right. And Jeff, I, uh, yeah, oh, again, thank you for the input also, Jeff. I hope you're okay. No, I'm, uh, I'm doing great. Everybody drive safe. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Hopefully uh, see you next week. If not, two weeks from now, the David Cross, all is lost. <laughs>